to shop at Probably Smut, which sells bookish stuff, bookish clothing, mugs, stickers. I have my whole Kindles cover the stickers. You can use our code BookTalksPodcast at ProbablySmut.com. Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week you read Book of Night by Holly Black, our fantasy book of one of our fantasy books of the season. What were your thoughts, Marissa? Should we give a synopsis? We haven't given a synopsis in so long. Oh, man. I should, like, maybe look up a synopsis. I, I mean, I could give you my synopsis, but it may not make sense because this book was a little confusing, in my humble opinion. Felt like this book had the complexity of a 500-page book, but it was literally less than 300 pages. So. It's a very unique book. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, actually, of The um, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yes, yes. And how it was told and, like, the love story, how it's, like, kind of twisted. I That would relate the two books together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, quick synopsis. Charlie Hall has never found a lock she couldn't pick, a book she couldn't steal, or a bad decision she wouldn't make. She spent half her life working for Glomis, magicians who manipulate shadows to peer into locked rooms, strangle people in their beds, or worse. Glomis guard their secrets greedily, creating an underground economy of grimoires. Now she's trying to distance herself from past mistakes, but getting out isn't easy. Bartending at a dive, she's still entirely too close to the corrupt underbelly of the Berkshires. Not to mention that her sister Posey is desperate for magic, and that Charlie's shadowless and possibly soulless boyfriend has been hiding things from her. When a terrible figure from her past returns, Charlie descends into a maelstrom of murder and lies. I think I was most confused on what who what villain was who like she had a lot of people giving her orders and i couldn't keep them apart there were so many side characters and yeah i had trouble keeping them apart so there was like the there was that i don't know i felt like she was a madam but that woman she worked for at the bar (laughs) she gave me madam vibes there was the other guy that she worked for at the bar braxley braxley or i don't remember his name him Oh, Didn't he so, also own the pawn, sh- pawn shop? I feel like the owner of the pawn shop was a different guy. That's what I I okay. felt like. She, I felt like the author kept introducing new characters every time she went a different direction with the plot. It was like, oh, well, I'm going somewhere else. So bam, new character. <laughs> and I was just like, it's a lot to keep up with. And they all had kind of different names. Like Charlie was mostly the only name I would recognize like Vince is kind of posy okay but then like all the other characters had kind of odd names so they were hard to keep up with so yeah there was yeah the madam whatever and then the I think the owner of pawn shop was someone who trained her when she was a child okay so I think that's relating I was confused who was training her as a child and then the guy who like basically like emotionally manipulated her to be this villain at 15 and her mom just let her yeah, she would go off alone with Randy, her stepdad, and her mom was just like, have fun. <laughs> and she knew her, her her friends were doing weird things. I don't, I just, her mother sucks. Her mother really sucks. And then two, at the end, when they're like kind of trying to reconcile with her mother and her mother's like, you should, you know, talk about your feelings. If you hold on to things, like it'll eat you up. And it's like, mom, you're the reason she's so messed up. Like you did not protect those girls when they were children. You kept getting into relationship after relationship after relationship. You let your daughter be manipulated into becoming a like pickpocket, whatever. I just like really hated the mother. 
even when she like came with the black guy and she's like i don't know she's like let's just go outside i'm like mom stop vibing like let's just freaking like <laughs> she just Shut wanted up, to vibe <laughs> yeah she was she reminded me of bella swan's mom <laughs> oh yeah that's that is so so on point the ending i'm so i do think the book was slow in the beginning i was like what what is what is actually going on right now like i'm so confused with what the plot was uh-huh. and then the last like i would say 100 pages of oh, 75 pages was like bam here's everything but like so she would like do this trick but then she'd also explain like she would give like like a like almost like she was like looking to the audience and explaining things mm, yeah like breaking that fourth dimension and I was like I don't know if I like this yeah I've noticed actually in movies they're doing that more and more um I just watched that Enola Holmes like Sherlock movie for the first time. It was super cute, super funny. But they do that a lot where the main character will like turn to the camera and talk directly to the audience and then turn back and keep the scene going. And I feel like there was an either another book we did or a movie I just watched where it was a similar thing. So I'm not Persuasion. Sure Persuasion, you're right. That's what we were talking about. So I feel like that's like some new trend that I have not gotten on board with, but it seems to be the way things are going. Do they think we're just too dumb to (laughs) get the plot ourselves? No, you know what I think it is? I actually think it's that they're too dumb. And I don't mean, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but growing up, and I've said this before, my AP Lit teachers always drilled into me, you show, don't tell. So you don't say that the person is depressed. You show that the person is depressed by, you know, whatever it is, they can't get out of bed, they're not eating, whatever. I feel like in today's world, because people want instant gratification, they don't want to have to like, I don't know, wait for something to be shown. And so the authors are like, let me just explain it really quick. Like this will take two seconds. I'll just, I'll just tell you really fast. I don't think I like that. I don't like it either. Even in my writing class that I took now, they're like, yeah, show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. And that's always the back of my mind as well. But yeah, I feel like there was this like weird, like it wasn't as bad in as in persuasion, mm-hmm. but I felt like whenever she would like pull a nice trick, like whenever she put the notebook in the in the vault, mm-hmm. she was like, Oh, I knew he would do this. Like it was just like she would basically be just like plot by like tell us exactly what she did, even though like we kind of could figure it out. Like she had this notebook, she didn't have to do with it, she left it in the vault. Like just leave, just don't tell us. Yeah, like I think we could have put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> like she could have done the whole chapter without going like telling us the audience how she did it and we mm-hmm. I think we would have caught at least most of it. It would have been cooler. Yeah. No, I agree. I still liked this book, but as far as what you said about it being slow in the beginning, I don't know if you were I think you were listening to it. Um, but I looked down at the point when the billionaire bad guy, I completely forget his name. Um, but Vince's grandpa so the billionaire bad guy, when he gets Charlie and he's like, has a gun and he's like, you're going to come with me and you're going to do this thing or like, you're going to die. That part to me felt like it should have happened a lot sooner in the book. And when I looked down, that was 53% through when that part happened. I feel like she was explaining what like a Loomis was and what the shadows were the whole beginning of the book, which is like helpful because I was so super confused. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she did it in a way that like I was just confused in general. Like I 
Because I think she was too busy introducing all these characters that didn't matter. Oh my gosh. Okay. I wrote down all the different types of what are these shadow things. I still cannot tell you the difference between them. So you have just a regular shadow. You have a blight. I think a blight is like a self-aware shadow that does its own thing. But I don't know for sure. And I think it's still attached to you. It's still attached to you. Okay. Then you have a glow mist. Which is when you get a shadow and have magical powers. I think it's I, when your shadow is like awaken. Okay. It's a gloomist. Like I feel like if you have like a boring shadow, like Posey had like a boring shadow, she was like a normal human. <laughs> but like her sister, Charlie, because her shadow is all fancy, um, she was a gloomist. There was the Hierophant. Hierophant. I still don't really know what that was. And then I also heard the word cabal thrown out at the end, C-A-B-A-L, cabal. They were like, the cabals and the hero fans. And I was like, I have no idea what those mean. <laughs> I didn't know what a, the, was it, um, the cabal, whatever it was, until the end of the book when the guy like was there t- tussling down the road. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I do feel like she spent the first 50% world building, but not cohesively. Like, I did get the world, and I liked the world the way it was, like, modern, and they were kind of in these, like, underbelly, skeezy things going on. Like, that was all super cool to me. But as far as the actual magic went, I didn't really get how it fit and, like, what the different levels were. So that needs more development. She described Charlie's life as, like, what it was, like, her human life. Uh-huh. Well, like, I feel like I know Charlie. I feel like she's been through a lot of shit, and mm-hmm. she's a tough guy. Like, I feel like I know her friends. Like, I, I know who her mentorships. Like, I know Charlie. And yep. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, you know Charlie very well. Um, what did you think of the end with – okay, spoilers. We're going to give away the end. Her giving her shadow to Posey. I was annoyed because I feel like her sister sucked. Her sister was awful. And like, I get that Charlie has always gotten everything Posey ever wanted. But I'm like, Posey was literally on the deep dark web trying to figure out how to get her shadow to like awaken or whatever. And as soon as it happened for Charlie, she's like, I hate you, but I'll move on. It's like, shut the up, Posey. (laughs) Also, Charlie gave up everything for like to pretty much give like posy anything and like she did nothing with it she refused to go to school she refused to enroll like girlfriend get a job help your sister out like literally like do something with your life you're freaking fake um what are they called psycho psychic she's basically a fake psychic she knows she's a fake psychic yeah (laughs) (laughs) like posy doesn't even believe she's a real psychic i totally forgot about the fake psychic thing i'm putting my heat on because i'm freezing my ass off um, I forgot the fake psychic thing, but yeah. that, it, and then also they brought this whole like their dad into it, and he served no purpose. No, they're purpose. like, oh, my dad abandoned. I guess just to emphasize, she's pretty much been abandoned by everybody. But like, yeah. they really served no purpose from her father. I feel like we got the picture that she was abandoned. She was corrupted at a young age. She pretty much like grew up in this underbelly world, and I yeah, I like the world a lot. Like I, the thing is, we didn't read. The, what's the other series she wrote? Um, Cruel Prince. 
and that is like very highly reviewed. And I was in Barnes and Noble today, and they said in on the bottom the bottom of book of the night, like a little reference card. They're like, if you love Cruel Prince, you'll love this. But it's like it's for it's like Cruel Prince for adults. And from what I know of Cruel Prince and like the fan art, it seems like a very like a like a kind of a fae love story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm confused on how this is like that because this was like some weird magician, yeah. um, a, a gang fight. Yeah, this was like modern day. Um, almost like kind of six of crow vibes, but in modern day Earth, and with gangs, with gangs. And what I know about Cruel Prince, like you said, it's it's fae, it's magical, it's not like modern day technology, our world. So it's not the same at all. Also, Cruel Prince is considered young adult, and I know there's like no sex in it. Well, that's what they said. There's like if you let if you like Cruel Prince and you're an adult, you'll like this or something like that. Like, it was like basically, like, oh, this is Cruel Prince for adults. I feel like this could have been young adult. I think so too. There was like one sex scene and it was pretty much fade to black. It was fade to black. Yeah. So I don't even know why they would say this is like Cruel Prince, but adult. Cause I feel like this is nothing like Cruel Prince and it's still young adult. <laughs> yeah. I think whoever wrote that Barnes and Noble probably didn't read this book or re- didn't read both of them or one of them. I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't read Cruel Prince, but like, I feel like I know the gist. Mm-hmm. I did see that. I was going to read The Ledge, which is, I think is like a TikTok well-known book. I haven't heard of it. But then I said, but Shatter Me. Ah, I thought you've already read that's. Oh, no, it was the selection I'm thinking of. I read the selection. Shatter Me, everyone's like always post about it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I wanted a series to get wrapped into because I need to read more books and I just haven't kind of been in a funk, so. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to hit my goal, my Goodreads goal this year. Like I'm so close, but I need to read like eight more books this month. You are so ahead, too. I know, but then with Hawaii and all this traveling, I just got so behind. So originally we thought we liked this book, but after discussing it further, I don't think we did. I liked it, but it was confusing and I don't know. Yeah, like I did like it. So, okay, what did you think about Vince and um, Charlie? So I'm going to jump to the end real quick because yeah. I'm shook that she just like gave herself up and like sewed herself to him. Like she yeah. crazy. But okay. I would be so freaked out if I found out the whole time I basically was marrying, like not marrying, dating a shadow. Yeah. That was the biggest plot twist to me. Um, And also it's weird because I felt like lied to, like I felt like I was Charlie in that moment and like, could I love this person who isn't who I thought he was? But he is, he's like, he's been that person the whole time, but he's not who I thought he was. That, that was threw crazy. me off. Totally I would just crazy. walk away. If I was Charlie, I would have left him. <laughs> um, I mean, I like that she saved him. I like that they're now tied together and he's crazy now. But... <laughs> I love your I love your sane brain so much. <laughs> but no, it was it totally threw me off. I felt I don't know, like I had this weird hole inside of me like Vince is dead. But Vince was always dead. Yeah, I really wanted him to be the real Vince. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I it was I was a really big um I feel like that's when the story really picked up and I know uh-huh. that was like in the end. 
but I feel like that's when I like was finally intrigued yeah I was very intrigued at that point I wonder what his true form is because in those opening scenes not opening scenes but the first time they technically met when he's like don't look behind you just like I'll help you out but don't look back so I'm like is he some creepy scary monster and we got some beauty and the beast thing going on where she's got to learn to love him regardless I just picture him being like a faint human like like a ghost yeah I don't know how this is a very unique concept I give her that like basically having your shadow turn against you is like I never even think about my shadow no I have a shadow right now I never think about my shadow why am I so dark um yeah no maybe I'm a shadow um I like the all the shadow magic I liked the idea of the shadow kind of becoming its own thing but I I don't understand how a shadow could become like autonomous like become like self-aware with a conscious and date someone and fall in love I don't know how she's gonna like develop that moving forward that I also I so I like the concept of the fact that like it was almost as if like the world found out witches were real and we're just like kind of vibing with it Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like that I would have actually liked having more of a dynamic of um I guess she was trying not to do it because I feel like it's overdone but like Glomus against the people yeah yeah like I know it's overdone but I kind of would expect that because people are just like I guess like people don't everyone likes to know like no one likes things that aren't normal right and to but like, it seemed like everyone was chilling with it yeah I mean typically in books it's humans versus the people with magic because if people have magic they can literally just wipe you out so it's like a self-preservation survival thing you would be against them so but she didn't go that route they were just vibing. They were all smoking joints together. Just yeah, to she's like, some people are just trying to be us. Like, yeah, it was weird. Um, and I mean, these shadows could knock people out. Like, the only weapon against shadow was knives. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. It was weird. It's also interesting that um, at the end, she used the razor to untie the one shadow from the bad guy. And then the shadow like turned on him and killed him. So I'm like, because you can tie yourself to another shadow. So like, what if Posey's shadow now wants to kill her? Like, is Posey's shadow going to respond to her the way it would have responded to Charlie? I don't think so. Because I feel like these, it sounds like these shadows have a mind of their own. Once but they're some awakened. Do. Some do. I right? Don't... But I think it's only if they have other people's blood. So basically, I think Posies would have a mind of its own because it it drank Charlie's blood. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's had Charlie's blood. Now, unless Charlie comes over to feed it every day, Posies going to give it her blood. So it's going to get like stronger and weird and crazy. I liked whenever Charlie's like, I don't even remember to like feed a thing if it doesn't yell at me. Like, how am I going to feed my own shadow? And I'm so weird. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was weird. I feel like it wasn't fully developed. Like, it is very creative. And the idea is almost there, but it's just not fully there. Um, I did like the love story, though, because I felt like it was subtle, but they were going through real life things. And then too, like, he is a shadow that's learned to love. And that's really adorable. 
No, I like the love story. I like that it ended up being a love story because honestly, the first half of the book, I was like, there's no love here. Like, <laughs> she doesn't love anybody. I did always think the guy who saved her was going to come back. Yeah. So he did. He just, he was there all he along. There the whole time. <laughs> um, I, There's a lesson in that, ladies. Sometimes the guy that saves you was there the whole time. <laughs> and sometimes he's a shadow of a man and you got to just take your chances. <laughs> I was supposed to go to this book event in like January or something, but I think, I, or maybe it was later than that, but I had something come up and I didn't go. I think I went to Lake House. The time I went to Lake House in the spring or right before I quit, um, <laughs> then was when I was supposed to go to this book event, but I ended up canceling and I still got the book. But I don't know if I would have wanted to go to the book event now. I do wish I, I still want to read Cruel Prince mm-hmm. because I want to know what the hype's all about. But also, I just hate reading young adult. And so I've heard about Cruel Prince that, like, some people have read it and loved it. But some people have said it is boring AF. It's, like, super political. There's no actual romance. Like, it's very fade to black because it's young adult. And they stuck it out for all three books or whatever because they thought, you know, with all the hype, it would get better. And it just didn't. So I I don't know. I can see that with her writing here that it could be like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I thought Red, Red Queen was. Like I had I, so much hype going into Red Queen, and I I was didn't just like gonna it. say that Victoria Aveyard. She is so hyped up. People, she has such a huge following on TikTok. People go crazy for her stuff. And uh, like I've only read Rome Breaker, and it was fine. But I was like super unimpressed based on all the hype she'd gotten. Yeah, we, we read Realm Breaker together for the podcast. We both were like, kind of felt the same way. You kind of felt like it was like, wasn't like Lord of the Rings-esque. Yeah. Um, and I read three out of the four Red Queen books and I, I never got to the fourth one. I was like, eh. Well, then I read, I did do some spoilers, but I realized like the bait, well, I'm not going to spoil it here, but I realized something in the end. And I was like, I'm not putting myself through this for them not to even have a happy ending. Oh, yeah. I follow her on TikTok and she like prides herself on giving horrible endings and like killing off the love interest and being like, oh, I have all the power and I can do that to my readers. And it's like, I don't know, maybe try supporting your readers who are supporting you. Like if they really like a character, maybe don't kill that character off if it's the main character. I just, you know, I don't get people. So there's some authors that I don't think I'll read again. But yeah, I give this book like a 3.5. I'd, I'd give it, yeah, 3.8. I think I liked it a little more than you. And I am probably going to read the second book because I want to see what happens with the shadow romance. It kind of was a like a mystery, like a thriller almost. It actually reminded me of Crescent City. Um, Like Charlie gave me a little bit of Bryce vibes with her kind of like fuck off attitude. Um, I really liked her. I really liked Charlie. I I liked the romance and I liked the mystery of it. So I definitely am interested in reading the second one. But if the second one's like, eh, I won't finish the series probably. You know, book I've seen the books are all the time, and I'm shocked there's more of them. It's like that stupid um coven, but what's the series? Crave. <laughs> there's a new one that just came out again she's had like eight books i don't know who's reading them who are I, buying these books i was gonna say i think it's supposed to be like an eight-part series and who who are buying these books because i know i know i tapped out at three i liked the first no yeah I, the first one was okay 
I liked the second one when she like ditches her boy for the boy's brother. I was like, okay, she's kind of slutty. I like it. And then the third one, when she's like a gargoyle, I was like, you lost me. I can't like it, when she's just turning into a rock. I just, it, I can't do it. So <laughs> yeah, snapped <laughs> out at three. <laughs> yeah, some people just can't pull off certain creatures. Um, I, so you can't quote me on this, but there is, I'm pretty sure there's a lawsuit going on against Crave versus Harry Potter and Twilight. Yes, I saw, I didn't see Harry Potter, but I saw definitely Twilight, like, total ripoff. And I was like, yeah, like, the, <laughs> I can see even it. the covers are total ripoffs. Yeah, she, the first one, that's what she started, probably, probably started changing colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She started picking, like, other colors, thinking that would, like, help. Um <laughs> It probably honestly probably started off as like Twilight fan fiction and then she like turned it into a, a new series would be my guess. What have you ever seen what the what that author looks like? No. She looks-, looks like she'd write that series. <laughs> Tells me all I need to know. <laughs> uh, okay, should we do our sign off? Yes. Oh, next week we're gonna read um Five Survive. Okay, this is good to know. I wondered what we were doing next. We're pumped. But thanks for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And have a good night. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast. And to follow Marissa's new blog. Well, it's not new anymore. But Marissa's blog. www.sidecharacterenergy.com. And I do have a new post coming, but I'm restricted by my company's VPN right now. But it is coming next week. Awesome, awesome. Also, if you want to shop at Probably Smut, which sells bookish stuff, bookish clothing, mugs, stickers. I have my whole Kindles cover the stickers. You can use our code BookTalksPodcast at ProbablySmut.com.